WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 136, all about the very secret diaries, being the 136th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Kira and Steve of Slash and Burn. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, sure. Thanks for coming on to read this very, uh, I would say, I would say this is a time capsule of the internet. Uh, It's a classic in the Lord of the Rings fandom. (laughs) I'm going to say most fan fiction is a time time capsule capsule, of the internet. Like a very specific one week period of the internet that gets captured in every fanfic. Especially fan fiction of or any internet writing or stories that was written and posted between the years 2000 and I would say like 2008 (laughs) is like of a time you know 100% (laughs) it's a it's an interesting thing that we have found so stuff like this where it's been around for so long that Mm -hmm. maybe there was some fan fiction written about it before fan fiction became like a huge thing oh my gosh I would love to know and then when it got like meta popular you know like when the peter jackson films came Mm -hmm. out or whatever then there's like a huge deluge of it and then when it isn't so much popular anymore there's like again like a little trickle i don't know that this has ever stopped being so popular so it's it's more of just like deluge bigger deluge (laughs) deluge again but yeah it does tend to generally uh pinpoint a certain era of internet yes when you're when you're reading it Oh, it's great. Um, well, before we dive into it, I want to ask you both. I I was like, okay, let me look up some fan fiction podcasts, see who's interested in coming on. It's always um, a little more work for me when I'm looking up content creators who like don't specifically make content about Lord of the Rings or Tolkien, because I always have to like guess, like, huh, I wonder if they'd be into Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and I took that, you know, guess with y'all, and I was correct. So how did you uh, both get into Lord of the Rings? Uh, my dad gave me his paperbacks from the 70s. Listeners, when I was take a shot. There are so many people who answer that question with my okay. dad I, not gave surprising, me his paperback copies yes. of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I'm going to say I was 8, 9, 10, something around there, like third or fourth grade. And my dad was, my dad knew that I was a huge nerd. My dad, around this was around the same time that my dad, uh, we, he saw that Monty Python on the Holy Grail was coming on, mm-hmm. uh, on TV on Comedy Central and was like, we need to record this because this will be the funniest thing you've It'll ever seen. It'll be the best seen. thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, exactly. And he was not wrong. <laughs> um, but in that same way and the same way that my dad like explained to me the entire plot of Alien when mm. I was like eight years old or whatever, but he was like, "Read these books, you'll love them." You <laughs> Read these notoriously difficult books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you'll 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 enjoy this crap, you weirdo. Um, and so yeah, that was it. And then uh, the the you know the obviously the Peter Jackson movies were a huge mm. thing. Kara, what about you? My dad hated everything like fantasy or medieval related, so I knew nothing about Lord of the Rings, and then. I saw a preview for the movie, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, who's that hot elf guy? <laughs> um, and 
And so then when some friends of mine wanted to go see the movie, I was like, is that the one with the hot elf? With yeah, the hot elf, yeah. And then, so I saw the first movie and loved it. And so then I had to go read the books immediately. Um, and I borrowed them from a friend of ours, a mutual friend, and I still have it. Don't tell him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that was literally like 21 years ago at this point. Is this the same friend that he and I bought you a Legolas standee from a movie theater or a video game thing. No, it's a different mutual friend. It's a different friend? Okay. Yeah. Because we did that too. Yeah. Do you still have that Legolas standee? Yeah, I do, absolutely. In your bedroom that you share with your husband? It's in the attic, though. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Someday when we have a bigger house, Mm -hmm. it'll be in my office. Put it on full display. Yeah, but for now, it's upstairs. Uh, but then, so, I read all the books, and then I saw the second movie, Midnight Release, and again, I don't know if you were there or not. Uh, yeah, that's that's. But tough. then the third one, we were definitely friends by then, and um, so I went and saw it with you. But yeah, yeah so that's, uh, that's my Lord of the Rings experience. Yeah. Well, today we are diving into, this is a very... In famous, infamous, you decide piece of fan fiction in the Lord of the Rings fandom called The Very Secret Diaries. And it is so famous. I I don't know if it was as popular when it first came out or if it's because later on it was uh, written by Cassandra Clare. She posted it under uh, Clare is spelled C-L-A-I-R. Just noting that. Um, and Cassandra Clare is the author of the Mortal Instruments series, which wouldn't have been published until years later after the first, you know, entries were posted. So I, um, I wonder if like it's only become famous and well known nowadays because like oh look at this a published author wrote this crazy <laughs> lord of the rings fan fiction that is like such a 2000s uh piece of media yeah. or if it was like genuinely people were into it in you know 2001 2002 2003 um, yeah that's one of the things that's harder to determine these days when we you know we've had so you're saying like 2001, 2002, 2003 or whatever, um, you know, AO3 and fanfiction.net have been two of like the most popular websites for two decades at that at this point. Right. So it's it's kind of hard to tell like what the fanfiction world was back then. Mm-hmm. I will say that reading this. It's interesting to me in the format because it seems like this is somebody who is already like, I'm not just going to write this like everybody else is, which I guess if you're going to become a published author, that's like a good thing. Right, yeah. Um, But this isn't necessary, even though this is kind of a snapshot of a period in time, for sure, it's not written like the majority of stuff that you would find on the big fan fiction sites would be. It's written with kind of like a a winky, I know what I'm doing kind of thing. Which It's very tongue-in-cheek, yeah. Yes, and it's also written well, which a lot of the stuff that we cover on our show is stuff that is horrible <laughs> and it's clear that the author doesn't realize it's horrible but here the author knew it wasn't horrible and clearly knew it wasn't horrible so it's 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 interesting this is uh yeah this this was fun to read for sure yeah 
the the structure of this fan fiction it is diary entries for each of the members of the fellowship as well as some additional characters in Lord of the Rings and they show or they write about the events of Fellowship of the Ring from their perspective. Um, There are three entries for Two Towers, but she did not continue posting after that. Um, The first couple, I believe she started uploading these. These were posted to Live Journal. Uh, I just always like to (laughs) bring that up Mm because, again, that's a very early 2000s thing. Yes, yes. Um, just because you you know you were saying oh yeah fanfiction.net and archive of our own this was live journal y'all like before Zanga what was that site that we had our stupid blogs on was um, it Zanga or no it wasn't no Zanga. we didn't it use was, Zanga we uh, used PETA PETA yeah. that was it PETA. <laughs> yeah. oh I remember at some point the there was a website I think it was called Quizilla. It was like literally a website for just like random quit like before BuzzFeed quizzes yeah, were really yeah, a thing. Yeah. But it that. also <laughs> I re- I do remember that's pro- that's possibly where I even like first encountered fan fiction was on this random because I was probably on there doing you know filling out these stupid quizzes and then I saw something <laughs> under, which like, Pokemon are you yeah <laughs> it was always it was no always, I'm like, Squirtle <laughs> go to hell I know I'm Squirtle takes it again <laughs> so and then uh, the last entry I believe was posted I think it was like March 1st 2003 so following the release of Two Towers she did start uploading a few um there were rumors that she had been sent a cease and desist letter from this Tolkien <laughs> estate uh that is not true she posted an uh, update at some yeah. point saying like you know thing i i kind of just forgot about that things got away i would certainly love to write more of these and then i'm assuming she, you know she just things happen she wrote a whole book series and that got published right. yeah, so that, that was my thought about this is like she hasn't touched it in 20 years but now she's like uh, a respected author or whatever she probably has enough money that she doesn't have to like worry about stuff anymore come back to this back write, write the this. rest of them um, like, i believe she deleted her i don't know if she did it from like obviously she wasn't concerned about like scrubbing this from the internet and mm-hmm. like you know her name being attached to this because uh she, i mean she used her full her full name Cassandra Clare although she did spell her last name differently when she was publishing but she did delete her live journal but she I don't know if that was because she was like trying to hide this but it had already been like archived you Mm. know and that's how we uh, listeners it will be a link in the episode description I highly recommend reading at least some of the entries there are a lot of them but they're pretty they're pretty quick you know, if you sit down for an hour, you'll read all of these. Uh, yeah, and so this was, uh, you know, for our show, sometimes we're looking for, uh, generally, the way that we work is we pick either a, a specific fandom or we pick a specific, like, tag. And so, like, sometimes you find a thing that sounds great from the description and then it's like 60,000 words. <laughs> Or more. Or more. There, there are some that are like, like over millions. a million words. Yeah. I believe Honestly. when I was um, first like toying with the idea of doing some fan fiction episodes, someone told me, I don't know if this is still true or whatever, maybe if I'm remembering it wrong, that the longest 
fan fiction on Archive of Our Own is a Lord of the Rings fanfic. That is totally <laughs> that possible. doesn't surprise me. I don't remember the fandom, but I do remember when we looked it up. The longest one that we could find now, again, this was a couple years ago, but I feel like the longest one we could find on either AO3 or fanfiction.net was 1.3 million words. Oh my god! So gosh. like, that's... Like, Which is I, so crazy i uh like i was talking with molly last week just talking about how like there are people sitting at home writing these you know one million word or chapter or whatever have you pieces of fiction and then like there are some book like that's probably longer than lord of the rings you know that's like (laughs) like major props to those people who are like De- who remain dedicated to their creative passions for sure like it's cool if you have a project that you want to pour that much time into but as someone who's just like oh my wednesday afternoon is researching weird <laughs> fan fiction that i'm going to talk about on the internet later and then you see something that's like a million words long you're like oh well, i can't even possibly <laughs> get into yeah. whereas this is nicely digestible i feel like yes. even though it's split up among many many parts they're all pretty pretty short you know all short like, yeah. yeah this was listed among a 2015 vulture.com essay collection called it's a fan-made world from one direction to soderberg i don't know what that is i should have looked that up earlier anyway i'm gonna guess steven soderberg he's a film director yeah (laughs) um and the essay that this was mentioned in was called the fan fiction syllabus and it classified these pieces of fan fiction that it was talking about as 10 classics that cover the history breadth and depth of the form with original custom designed cut wait what with original custom design covers. That seemed like that shouldn't have been in there. Anyway, but um, <laughs> this was like classified as being, if you were to send, if someone's like, I've never read fan fiction, I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. This is like an example of, much like we would say Lord of the Rings is, or Pride and Prejudice is classic literature. Right. This is classic fan fiction. Classic fan fiction. The last thing that I'll use to probably to like introduce this. This is classified. This was just so funny to me because like I'm reading these Wikipedia pages and I'm like writing ten like the web like Webster dictionary defines. <laughs> um, so this fan is fiction as gross. <laughs> this is classified as crack fic. Uh, mm. Which means it's coming from, it derives from the word cocaine, <laughs> meaning langu- the language of origin. Uh, and it comes from double meaning there, um, which is that it is highly addictive and or it is fundamentally ludicrous. And I would say that this piece, The Very Secret Diaries, is most definitely in that category. Yeah, so we this is a thing that comes up a lot on our show too because we we don't if we didn't curate it just everything that we write would be crackfic because <laughs> yeah. it is clearly absurd and silly and it just goes out of its way to make the craziest This isn't even as absurd as I thought it would get, you know. Yeah, trust me, there's way more ridiculous yeah. crackfic. There's there's <laughs> exactly. way more yeah, so like one, so usually on our, when we're doing stuff, we we try to avoid the crack fic, but every once in a while you find one that is interesting enough that it's worth talking about anyway. Wor- yeah, you just gotta talk about it. This I wouldn't call this crack I in mean, the it's way that silly. we do. 
it is crack in the way that it's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. But it's not like doing stuff that's like totally bonkers. I think it's so like fundamentally these are not their like actual characterizations, yeah. you know, that like it's so random like Elrond <laughs> is trying on Arwen's so dresses. Random. You know, <laughs> like whatever. So we'll we'll jump into this one. Listeners, if you have never read this, that's okay. We're going to be reading a lot of excerpts from it um, just because it's something that I feel like you have to read the actual words or in this, in your case, you will listen to the actual words. Consider this an audiobook. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it'll be a fun time. Hey, everyone. Just a quick disclaimer that while nothing we discuss gets explicit, there's definitely lots of innuendo. It borders more on like PG-13 material. So if you're driving your kids to school and you don't want to have to explain things to them or you're cooking dinner and your grandparents are in the other room, maybe pause and come back to this later. Just a general, some like general notes about it uh, before we get into some specifics. Everyone is low-key into Frodo. Everyone (laughs) is aware that Aragorn is into Frodo. Frodo is oblivious and believes that they are all after the ring. And everyone is just kind of a pervert. I mean, I, so myself, personally, with low self-esteem, if I had (laughs) an item of unimaginable power on me and then everybody was like... Paying attention to you. Paying a lot of attention to me and like trying to get close to me and stuff. I would also be like, well, imagine it's the ring. <laughs> they all want the ring and not me. Right. Same. All right. Cool. So let's go ahead and get started. We're actually going to, uh, we're going to read together the first entry uh, in full. This is the very secret diary of Aragorn, son of Arathorn. We won't read every entry for every character. Um, I have pulled bits and pieces, but this one I feel like it's short enough. Um, It introduces us to the to the world, the the vibes, you know, Um, and personally, this is just the one that made me laugh the most. And I was like, I can't pick just one thing to read because I feel like it all works better when you read the whole thing. Let me get my best narrator (laughs) voice going. (laughs) Day one. Ring Wraiths killed. Four. The good. Met up with hobbits, walked 40 miles, skinned a squirrel and ate it. Still not king. Day four. Stuck on a mountain with hobbits. Boromir. Really annoying. Not king yet. Day six. Orcs killed. None. Disappointing. Stubble update. I look rugged and manly. Yes. Keep wanting to drop kick Gimli. Holding myself back. Still not king. (laughs) Day ten. Sorry, no entries lately. V Dark in Mines of Moria. Big Balrog. Not king today either. Day 11. Orcs killed. 7. V Good. Stubble update. Looking mangy? Legolas may be hotter than me. I wonder if he would like me if I was king? Day 28. Beginning to find Frodo disturbingly attractive. Have a feeling if I make a move, Sam would kill me. Also, hairy feet, kind of a turnoff. Still not king. Day 30 in Lothlorien. Think Galadriel was hitting on me. Saucy wench. (laughs) Nice chat with Boromir. He's not so bad. Took a shower. Yay. But still not king. Day 32. Orc killed? None. Stubble update? Subtly hairy. Legolas told me that a shadow and a threat had been growing in his mind. 
I think Legolas might be kind of gay. Nope. Not king. Day 33. Orcs killed. Countless thousands. Be good. <laughs> Bormel killed by orcs. Bummer. Though he died bravely in my arms, I'm now quite sure that he was very definitely gay. <laughs> not so sure about Gimli either. R.I.P. Bormir. Still not king, but at least Bormir seemed to think I was. Might, however, have been the blood loss. <laughs> Day 34. Frodo went to Mordor, said he was going alone, but took Sam with him. Why? My God, is everyone in this movie gay but me? Not so sure about me either. Still not king. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> so that is the entry of Aragorn, son of Arathorn, and things progress from here. Um, I appreciate the stubble update. I appreciate the um, fixation on whether or not he's king yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love the I love the still not king. I also really still not king. Boromir killed by orcs. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> Which might be like the best tagline for well, the fellowship I that, that I can imagine. It's preceded by, uh, let me find it. Orcs killed countless thousands. V good. <laughs> Boromir killed by orcs. Bummer. Yeah. Sounds like a so-so day. Also, it's really yeah. funny to me because, so she, as you could tell, uses V instead of saying very. And I feel like that has become popular again because that's something that i say all the time now uh yeah. you know i didn't definitely didn't do that like last year or five years ago or whatever <laughs> but like i'll always be like oh i'm v sad right now or whatever you know like okay. <laughs> i yeah i mean that definitely struck me as early aughts speak <laughs> i didn't realize it was making a comeback because yeah. i don't talk We're to anyone my I don't problem talk to anyone that that's not as old as I am. But. I'll like say slang or I'll say things like ironically, be- like starting uh, and then it becomes a habit and then I yeah. start using it unironically. I yeah, feel you yeah, yeah. 100%. And you know, the, the, the thing where he where he specifically mentions Frodo like saying he was going alone, but then Sam goes with Sam's him. Go- Why? <laughs> yeah, is uh, in, in all of the rest of these entries, that becomes a running gag, which yes. I think is very good. Yeah, I like. I really like the through line of all of these. I feel like yes, this is an they, which is what's set so up funny. For everything I, that is about to happen. Yeah, yeah. I didn't expect for like these to have through lines and you know connections between each one, but like she really is building. You know, it, this is the foundation, and then eventually we'll get several layers into. The running jokes. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a reason that she is like a published author with several like intertwining <laughs> theories, you know? I mean, not theories, like storylines. There you go. Yeah. So like, She's able to like connect narrative. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's stuff, pretty yeah. clear from this that that you can see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if this was something that we stumbled across for our show, we would pick it not because it was terrible, but because it was cool and funny, it's funny. and just tongue in cheek enough and and like held its thread through. It knows everything. what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You know, this is definitely like she was going for something yes. like very, you know, kind of silly, definitely taking a lot of liberties with the characters and their characterizations. Definitely not, you know, following. As you can tell, there's like not really a structure here because. Let's see. Day one is when he like meets 
day yeah on day one is when he first meets up with the hobbits but then day four it seems like they've already gone they've already left rivendell and then there's a day in between boromir dying and frodo leaving (laughs) so she's definitely not worried and i think um and then some and then later on when we get to some of the more immortal characters it'll be like day one day two day four and then like day one million yeah seven hundred thousand and And i haven't actually counted out you know (laughs) how many days are in you know the first age or whatever all right so our next character entry is the very secret diary of legolas son of (laughs) weenus which i don't know why she went i i think it was an inside joke with her friend because it says at the top another like classic trope of fan fiction are like author notes at the beginning and end and this one is dedicated to emily for her fearless defense of elijah so maybe he's son of weenus for emily i don't know whatever i was as i was reading this i was like did i forget some like deep lore about a weenus somewhere (laughs) but i didn't think that i did no Uh, that seems like something you'd remember (laughs) right yeah so um, in Legolas's entry, he is mostly just very concerned with being the prettiest. Uh, he says lots of elf things about his hair, his complexion. Um, I believe when they get to Lothlorien, he is worried that Galadriel is prettier. Yes, in Lothlorien, suspect Galadriel may be prettier than me. Doesn't he also accuse her of stealing his hairstyle, or is that a different <laughs> yes, character? Yes, I'm quite sure she copied my hairstyle. Yeah, there we go, okay. <laughs> and he also, this entry begins the running joke that Aragorn obviously finds Frodo attractive. Sam will kill him if he tries anything, so just remember <laughs> that one. Like it was day one. Went to Council of Elrond, was the prettiest person there. Agreed to follow some tiny little man to Mordor to throw a ring into a volcano. Very important mission. Called ring so tacky. <laughs> Day six. Far too dark in minds of Moria to brush hair properly. I'm very afraid I am developing a tangle. Orcs so silly. Still the prettiest. <laughs> Orcs are really silly. They're so silly. silly. <laughs> They're also not the prettiest. No, they're absolutely... I mean, that's a low bar. Yeah, no. He he had nothing to fear from the orcs coming for his pretty crown. Well, you I never know say. with um, you know, with what Saruman's creating. You never know if he was going to make a really hot breed that's of That's true. Orcs. Maybe, maybe if he stopped breeding them for violence and like, instead breeded them for prettiness. Why not both? <laughs> maybe he could. Looks like pretty's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> So the next entry is Boromir. The through lines here is that he Aragorn he finds Aragorn hot, but he's mad that he finds Aragorn hot. I mean, I get it. <laughs> the phrase pervy hobbit fancier is introduced in this one. Oh my god. Here you say those words. I think I read this back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> pervy hobbit fancier. I mean it is. Also, um, I need to... Isn't Cassandra Clare an American? I'm pretty sure yes, but don't quote me on that. Let me um, check. Okay, I'm looking this up. Because she uses a lot of, like, English, UK terminology. So, like, for example, like, instead of, you know, we say, like, oh, I like you. She it says, says, oh, It says American writer. Yeah, an American author. Okay. Hmm. Um, And she also, she also says, like, 
shag uh, instead of saying like, oh, I stole that. She says filch. So I think that also seems very much like a early aughts internet trait of like, isn't English slang and words so fun? Isn't it more fun as an American to say, oh, just toss it in the bin rather than Wouldn't the it trash be cool can? cool if we know? all talked like those guys? Yeah. I mean, I've been saying bloody since 1997, so I guess I... Can't really. Uh... Yeah, but I remember you giving me a lot of grief over my extraneous use and spelling That's back true. in the day. I'm, I'm still not a fan of spelling with use. So, like, I think this is definitely like a trope thing that you can find in early fan fiction is that trying to use like key phrases from other cultures that will like easily be identifiable to the reader. Like, a yeah. lot of anime fanfiction, they just throw in, like, random Japanese words, Kawaii. even though it doesn't make sense. <laughs> just because, like, oh, look at me, I understand the source material, you mm-hmm. know? So I think yeah. that's Maybe kind that of Maybe that was also her, thing. like, matching the tone of the characters, because, yeah. you know, there it's, you know, Middle Earth is... You know, it's not right. England, but it's obviously it's clearly not America. England, <laughs> it's, anyway. it's clearly supposed to be England adjacent, yeah. <laughs> Um, obviously Middle Earth is New Zealand. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you know what? Yeah, that's... You win. I mean, Tolkien probably didn't even know that that's giving him too little credit. I was gonna say, he probably didn't even know about New Zealand when he was writing. <laughs> yeah. And New Zealand been discovered by then? Anyway. They didn't discover New Zealand until 1986. <laughs> um... <coughs> So yeah, there the term pervy hobbit fancier is introduced here, um, as well as the euphemism horn of Gondor. Hmm, wonder what that can mean. <laughs> Day one. Went to Council of Elrond. Aragorn acting all superior as usual. He thinks he's so great because he's shagging that bit of elf crumpet on the side. I mean, just because someone has a broad chest, firm, defined muscles, an outdoorsy tan, and loads of manly stubble doesn't mean that... What? Got distracted there for a bit. Seem to have agreed to go on some sort of mission while distracted by Aragorn's enormous... Dot, dot, dot. Rudeness. Oops. (laughs) And then uh, his last entry, day 35, killed by orcs, stupid orcs, <laughs> <laughs> which of course you're like, but you're dead. How can you write that? No, I like I like the idea that, I mean, obviously this wasn't shown in either the books nor the films or any other media we've ever seen of this, but I like the idea that he had his journal with him but he's as dying, he was bleeding out like, and he's like, he's like, hang on, he's like writing write it in his words. own blood. Yeah. Well, Actually, it's funny you bring that up. So that's kind of the origin of this story of where she came up with the idea to do this. Um, At the time, she was looking for Legolas Aragorn fan fiction. Um, There was hardly any. As it was all Legolas Gimli. If she was looking in this day and age, that would not be difficult. I was going to say, surely, (laughs) this is the only Lord of the Rings fan fiction I've read. None of it. Um, fan fiction for me, I'm really only interested in it for like a few like specific fandoms or or whatever. And Lord it. of the Rings, <laughs> I'm just like not 
really interested in taking that dive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably because like I discuss it all the time. I'm like, yeah. I think I need to leave some areas of my life untouched <laughs> or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, but I would imagine Legolas Aragorn is like a huge it's, thing, dude. It's everywhere. I will Absolutely say everywhere. though that in the beginning that was not the case. It was all Legolas Gimli. And she said, yeah, she says it's all Legolas Gimli, which admittedly makes far more sense if you read the books. Yeah. But mm. it's kind of yucky. Yeah. <laughs> so she That's exactly how I felt. She didn't like Gimli's Le- Gimli Legolas. Um, I did find one Legolas Aragorn story, which featured Legolas sneaking into Aragorn's room after the Council of Elrond and stealing his diary. Apparently, Aragorn has a diary and time to write in it. And all he writes about is how cute he thinks Elf boys are who knew uh we were boggled as to what else uh, as to what else aragorn might put in his diary aside from the fact that he is already tragically out of care aside from the fact that this is already tragically out of character for aragorn who seems very busy fighting a war against evil and wanting to be king of middle earth to have a diary in the first place one does wonder what he might write in it so that's where so she did so they were kind of laughing at the idea of like they're on this huge quest, and then they're like, "Hang on, let me, I gotta, I gotta write this in my <laughs> Dear diary." Dear diary. <laughs> hey, Kara, I know we're a decade in. Should we change the subtitle of our podcast to "Slash and Burn: Colon Kind of Yucky"? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, um, the understatement. But you have to spell it. She, I pulled the exact quote. She spells it Y U K K Y. Oh God! I mean, I could do that. That'd be fine. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) The next entry is Frodo. He is very much like, wow, what an amazing brother, brotherly friend Sam is to me. (laughs) Again, he thinks everyone is hitting on him and that they're after the ring. Uh, I mean, sorry, everyone, everyone is hitting on him, but he thinks they're after the ring. So I think this is interesting that this is the only character that we see that rather. So like a lot of the other ones are like. Oh, I can't stand any of these people in the fellowship. They all suck on day one. And then on day four, it's like, I don't know, Gimli's looking kind of hot. Yeah. But Frodo <laughs> is the only one that, like, never is like, I totally want to get with Legolas or whatever. Like, he's the only one that doesn't get it. I think he's the most true to his original character of, yeah. like, he's just trying to get this ring to Mordor. <laughs> yeah. He's really focused on his quest. Everybody else is focused on horniness. And Frodo is like, uh, we we gotta get we gotta get rid well, of this ring, man. You say that. However, there is the introduction of uh, Gandalf's pointy wizard hat trick. <laughs> um, you decide. <laughs> Day six for Frodo. Woke up and found Aragorn playing with the buttons on my shirt. He must be after the ring. Damn it, Siren's call. Ah well, Sam will kill him if he tries anything. Day ten. Today, Legolas began stroking my inner thigh with his bow. Was stunned. Had no idea Legolas wanted the ring, too. It must truly be an object of awesome power. Day 36. Everyone keeps hitting on me. Cannot cope. Off to Mordor. Sam coming, too. Good thing, as will enable me to have more of those platonic brotherly foot massages he's so good at. Am sad to read less rest of company, though, as found myself quite fancying the idea of shagging Gimli. Chunky braids and a huge helmet, quite a turn on. Ah, well, he never would have liked me anyway. 
So I love this idea. Yeah. I love looking at at like the original work of Tolkien. Frodo decides he, you know, he's like the ring has this profound effect on everyone, but actually they're all just obsessed with him. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> and the ring is just a ring. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, I have to go Everybody's destroy this just ring. Super horny for Frodo. <laughs> yeah, oh I mean, my god! Like he has to destroy fair, his own sexuality so that it doesn't destroy all of Middle Earth. Where everybody's just like walking and bored. Like there's got to be time <laughs> in there where everything starts Things to look happen. hot. Yeah. yeah. So our our next entry is of course the platonic brotherly love <laughs> of Samwise Gamgee. Mm-hmm. Um. He is obsessed Platonic with giving massages are my favorite kind. <laughs> he's obsessed with giving Frodo baths. When they first arrive in Rivendell, he keeps bathing him. Like while I think this is I'm assuming this is while he's unconscious from the Morgul yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh injury stabbing. And Gandalf has to be like, stop. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> And um, he the in Rivendell they have a strawberry scented soap, and there are multiple entries throughout the other um, diaries that are like it smells a lot like strawberries here, <laughs> or like weird the soap is all out. Yeah, like uh, I I think all these hobbits used all of my strawberry soap, those sons of bitches or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Day one, Frodo stabbed by Morgul blade. Oh no, Pippin cried. Told Pippin it would be all right as Mr. Frodo far too hot to die. Did I say that out loud? Day three. Have followed Mr. Frodo to Rivendell where elves will heal him. Gandalf told me to help poor unconscious Mr. Frodo get out of dirty clothes. So took clothes off him and gave him a bath and another one and then gave him another bath. Gandalf came back and told me six baths was quite enough, Samwise Gamgee. That just seems really in character to me. Um, <laughs> that anyway. does seem, yeah. yeah. I, of, of all of the weird stuff, <laughs> yeah. that does That's seem yeah. like he would bathe Frodo six bad. times in a row. <laughs> Day eight, off to Mordor. Other members of Fellowship v. Dodgy, if you ask me. Especially Boromir. Teaching Merry and Pippin how to sword fight my Aunt Lobelia. Obviously, pervy hobbit fancier who likes to roll around with small <laughs> men in shorts. <laughs> So I guess in this, in her universe, liking or being into a hobbit when you are not a hobbit is is frowned upon. <laughs> There's a stigma associated with I it. I mean, like, yeah, do we really... Uh, I So I'm sure at this point you've consumed much more Middle Earth media than we have. Is, like, cross species or race oh, no or idea. whatever? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Never mind that. I have no clue. Um, um, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll find out if any of that happens in the Silmarillion, but, um... <laughs> yeah, I... Oh I think if anywhere it would happen there, but, like, in the driest way possible. Yeah, but, I mean, that's fine. I'm just curious You've if, really like, got me you know, thinking now. I need to, like, ask people who know more about <laughs> this universe that question. Yeah. yeah. As most of our podcast is we say something gross, but then we're like, wait, is that real? Wait a <laughs> Like, and then on, we have no on. idea. Is there validity and, to that statement? And we leave yeah. it up to our Discord server full of people who listen to the show who know way more than we do to tell us whether that's real or yeah. not. Yeah, we get so many answers from them. It's great. <laughs> we don't have to do any research. What's so funny is that like I'm immediately, there's like three people I know of that I can message to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> 
Please let us know because I'm curious. I will. My thought is just like right. So like everybody thinks it's weird if a human or a dwarf would be into hobbits, but I don't know that that's like in universe. Are there any examples of? Yeah, a, a human exactly. and a hobbit, or right. a human and a dwarf, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm Interspecies very curious. Love now, again, I've only read. I think they're races, the hobbit not species, and the Lord of the Rings books. And I'm going to say 30 percent of the Silmarillion. I don't remember any of it, but that was a while. Well, now, ago. what about what's his face and what's her face in the movie? Oh, thanks. That's very helpful. Oh uh, no, no, Aragorn. Well, I was okay. okay well. Yes. For, there is sorry there is the most famous example is um right. the story of Baron and Luthien and they are mortal man and an elf woman and then that's Aragorn and Arwen they're right. man yeah and there's woman. her name yeah so that's very <laughs> uncommon but I think that w- I think like there was such a big issue with that because like Arwen otherwise would have been immortal so I wonder if there would have been that big of an issue if it had been like a man and a dwarf you know where like they're both somewhat mortal so like human and elf though that's kind of like a classic pairing in like a lot of fantasy stuff you know what I mean like D&D like half elf is a standard race or whatever whereas like half dwarf or whatever (laughs) is not so much so or like hobbit dwarf halfling dwarf None of those things are. I'm curious. It's it's an interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I feel inspired to write some stories. Honestly. Hey man, go there for you go. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another race that we haven't talked about are wizards. Mm. What's this? The entry of Gandalf the Grey. His story is that he. I I mean I lo- I always love a good like chaotic Gandalf the Grey energy, <laughs> and I would say like that's what his journal is. He's partying at the beginning. He's hungover. Um, when he gets captured by Saruman, I would say he's more annoyed than like, oh my God, I've been imprisoned. I'm in such pain or whatever. (laughs) He is very aware, like we read in the earlier entry. He's very like, he's on to Sam. He knows what's happening there. (laughs) And this is where we learn that Gandalf previously dated the Balrog and they had (laughs) apparently a nasty breakup. Um, and when they go into Moria, he's very worried that they're going to uh, that they're going to have to meet face to face and possibly. That talk. seems Kira like one that we would need to get the slash and burn players for. Oh yeah, because absolutely. Whenever we run into a situation of two characters uh, engaging sexually with each other, and we can't figure out how it would physically work. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> we talk about having some fans or something like get up on stage and do it. And so with a Balrog. <laughs> well, a lot of people. And a Gandalf. We don't necessarily even know like what the Balrog even looks like, you know? Yeah. Is is it part of the Balrog's lore that he can like shapeshift into whatever I don't know. Want? I don't know. <laughs> I have huh. no clue. Because yeah, I'm just picturing him as like a a D and D style, like greater demon or whatever, like the way that he, uh, you know, with the big wings and all that mm-hmm. that whatnot. And yeah, it seems like it would be hard to get it... intimate with a very tall but still very human seeming man. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't understand the logistics of that. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I can't help you out there. Gandalf, day two. Bilbo's birthday party improved by substantial amount of hobbit meat. <laughs> Everyone show nice. Bilbo nice too. Lights show pretty. 
Frodo not bad either. Hobbits show cuddly. Whoops. Fell over. <laughs> and whoops is spelled W-H-U-P-S. Yeah. Yeah. Fell over. Whoops. Is oh one word. <laughs> um, but this, no, this, so day 12, this is one that I had picked out as well. This is one of my favorite entries in the whole thing. Day 12 for Gandalf. Went to Saruman for advice about the ring, but he had become evil. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I just love the idea that you would go over to your friend's house and you would just be like, oh, no, you You're turned evil. evil. Ah. I mean, that is exactly, that's the thing, though, is that's exactly how it goes down. <laughs> Apparently, there was a memo, Radagast the Brown, probably stealing paper out of my inbox again. Where do you think Gandalf's I, inbox is? <laughs> I love the idea that there's, like, a memorandum system in the wizard realm yes. in their community Very much. um and that <laughs> and that <laughs> there was a memo that went out that Saruman was e- turned evil <laughs> day 27 oh, fell into shadow balrog such a prat had to do some quite unspeakable things before he would let me leave the caverns. Have decided not to tell the rest of the fellowship. We'll make up story about having engaged in a huge battle instead. <laughs> Off to see Elrond to get quite unpleasant third degree burns in embarrassing places he treated. Hope Elrond does not laugh at me. If he does, we'll tell everyone about his dirty weekend with Sauron. Ha! Foreshadowing. Um... Yeah, I love Balrog's such a prat. <laughs> Again, like use of like sentence. UK yeah. terminology, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, Cassandra, <laughs> you're American. Also, just like the idea that you would like ele- an elemental evil, you would call a prat, prat. is very prat. funny to me. That's very on par with um. Boromir killed by orcs. Bummer. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) like understatement. Yeah. (laughs) So the next entry is Pippins. Uh, We are introduced to the concept of Mary and a carrot. Just that's it. Um, (laughs) um, They are also constantly being confused in Rivendell for lifelike lawn ornaments. Legolas performs the Silmarillion musical and uh, they are captured by orcs and Mary tells Pippin they may have to shag their way out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Pippin, day three, joint fellowship of ring for a lark. Everyone V nice, except Legolas. Seems a bit testy. Yesterday held me upside down over a crevasse until I admitted he was the prettiest elf in the fellowship. Did not feel like pointing out he was the only elf in the fellowship, as crevasse was very deep. Day nine. Sam, all wrong about Boromir. Really very nice man. Invited me to go for a walk with him tonight and said he would let me blow his horn of Gondor. Can't wait. Later that night. Always thought blowing the horn of Gondor was supposed to summon armies of the West? Apparently not. Be educational all the same. (laughs) Day 14. Gandalf dead. Everyone morose. In attempt to cheer up fellowship, Legolas took off all his clothes and performed scenes from Silmarillion, the musical. Everyone still morose. Legolas ponced off to have 3,000-year-old elf prince sulk. 3,000-year-old elf prince sulk is a great album name. 
So our next entry is from Saruman. He is mostly just bored, honestly. Um, <laughs> and he starts uh, watching, looking into the Palantir. That's how he meets Sauron, of course. Um, and then later on, he does continue watching the Fellowship through the Palantir as well. He makes similar comments like Aragorn or the heir of Isildur or whatever he calls him is pretty into that and in, pretty into the ring bearer. The fat hobbit will kill him though. <laughs> Saruman, day one. Am bored. No cable in Isengard. Nothing to do but write rude anonymous letters to Radagast the Brown and Manfred the slightly ecru. <laughs> Perhaps we'll have a look into the Palantir. Day two. Have met the nice guy, the uh, Palantir. He seems to really like me for me, and not just because I am the most powerful wizard in Middle-earth. Wonder what he looks like. <laughs> I know everybody likes to dunk on Saruman, but like, if you were up in that tower, you probably would be that bored. And then but if you- like, you don't have to stay there. You can go off and do- Like, look at Gandalf. <laughs> he goes off and, you know, smokes weed with the hobbits. Like, yeah, at he least he has stuff. a hobby. I mean, I guess, but also he's got the Palantir right there. Like, if I was bored and had the Palantir right there, I consider myself a pretty okay guy. I would start talking to the Palantir immediately because I was bored. Next is our pal Gimli. He is not really interested in the rest of the fellowship um, until, like we said earlier, towards the end, he is kind of like, hmm, I am kind of seeing how the hobbits might be attractive options here. (laughs) But he does hook up with a lot of other people, as we will see. Day seven. Suspect Aragorn, son of Arathorn, of being pervy hobbit fancier, completely ignoring haughty elf fiancé in favor of barging about with hairy-footed gnomes in leather breeches. Fortunately, I, Gimli, son of Gloin, am here to take care of her loneliness. Day nine. I've agreed to go on quest. Arwen getting awfully grabby. Gimli, son of Gloin, will not be tied down. Would rather spend time with touchy-feely hobbits and Ponzi elves than hang about Rivendell talking about our relationship. (laughs) Day 14, in Mines of Moria, may have made a slight miscalculation, as it seems that Cousin Balin has been dead for at least 60 years. (laughs) Suppose it should have occurred to me that has been a while since last got Christmas card from the Moria folks. Still... Cannot be expected to keep track of everything. <laughs> also worth mentioning that when they arrive to Lothlorien, he hooks up with who he believes is Galadriel and later on is like, it might have been Celeborn. I can't tell the difference <laughs> between the men and the women elves. Yeah. So next is Mary. Um... <laughs> So uh, it starts off at Bilbo's birthday party, and he's like, Gandalf is making us do all these weird things. I think he might be into hobbits. (laughs) That's kind of odd. And then the other thing that's pretty consistent for him, he seems pretty normal. Um, It seems like... I don't know, it, like Pippin, from his perspective, from his telling, it seems like Pippin is down for anything and does everything, and Mary is much more, I don't know, practical about things, but people keep confusing people him People keep getting and, them mixed up. Yeah. Day 19, I'm in bad mood. 
Boromir called me Pippin at most inopportune time, <laughs> pointed out to him that I am Mary and that we have been conducting meaningful relationship for three weeks, but he just <laughs> laughed and patted my head. Realize he actually cannot tell me apart from Pippin either. Am doomed to be indistinguishable backup hobbit forever, even in matters of romance. Am considering dramatic haircut, perhaps mohawk of some sort. Indistinguishable backup hobbit, great band name. I'm considering dramatic haircut, perhaps mohawk of some sort, was... Maybe my favorite sentence of this entire story. I thought that that was so good. Like, just the idea of everybody confuses you. For There's a few points where um, Mary, like, wakes up to, like, Aragorn, like, poking him or whatever and being like, you didn't mind last night. And being like, I'm Mary, not (laughs) Pippin. And, like, this is how you find out that Pippin's been... Hanging around with everyone else. <laughs> I think that does it for the fellowship entries. So I wonder what characters are going to be next. Perhaps Elrond or Bilbo or Theoden. No, it is Ringwraith number five. <laughs> which the fact like that they it don't says, even name him. The fact that this is number five just yeah. makes me think of Mambo number five. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ringwraith number five. So now five. I'm just imagining <laughs> and picturing Ringwraiths doing like Mambo number five. I would love that. I love the idea of like we're telling this story, like this very. Like, these are the evil guys, right? These are the bad guys. But we're telling it from this very, like, mundane perspective of, like, this is the Ringwraith. Like, this is his job. He's a minion. And it's almost like he, like, a workplace, like, sitcom, like, the (laughs) office or something. Ringwraith number five, day one. Just opened Christmas Prezi (laughs) from Sauron. Pretty, 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 pretty ring. Day 1,000,116. Got slightly over frisky with a ring bearer at Weathertop. Aragon went all wonky and possessive and set me on fire. And indeed, Sam did try to kill me. Although, did not notice been hit in knees with frying pan until later on. Uh, I appreciate that Sam, that even the ring wraiths notice <laughs> Sam is trying to kill him. Yeah, no, I love that payoff of like almost every other entry up to this point has been like, it seems like Aragorn is pretty horny for Frodo, but like <laughs> Sam will kill him. Sam will kill and him then if he tries this- <laughs> Sam actually attacked him. Uh, even though ostensibly he wasn't trying to have sex with Frodo, he was just trying to, but maybe mm-hmm. Sam interpreted it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Our next entry is Gollum, who we find out has been tricked into being captured by Sauron. He popped over to attend the Pervy Hobbit Fancier's anonymous meeting. <laughs> and this is a trap by Sauron. And his torture is watching movies over and over and then he slowly starts tracking the the fellowship and the hobbits i think this version has him following them earlier than when he starts following them in the book because he does catch up with them in rivendell where this is so this is one of those ones that i was like i have to pull this exact entry because it's so absurd i think like, we just, like, you. this is the one to read from this one. Gollum, day 11. Attempt to infiltrate Council of Elrond in lawn ornament disguise, <sighs> unsuccessful. Was stashed in storage closet by a Glorfindel. 
where was trapped for hours while Elrond tried on all Arwen's dresses in front of a mirror, while muttering something about Legolas not being the prettiest elf <laughs> after all. Miss Days of Yore, when men were men and dwarves were dwarves, and elves wore trousers. Although something to be said for Legolas's boots and skirt ensemble. So there we go. There you have it. Um, men were men and dwarves were dwarves. But there's something yeah. to be said for Legolas's boots and skirt ensemble. <laughs> I like um, how they brought back the Legolas being the prettiest thing again. Like I, yes, so that's you got to bring it back. It did yeah, get one lost of my favorite in things the last about couple entries. Fan fiction that is enjoyable to me, at least, is when things. Okay, so obviously this is exploded and emphasized to a point that it's like silly, but like I don't know that it's necessarily like the craziest stuff. I like that they keep coming back to the Legolas wants to be reassured that he's the prettiest one of them or whatever. Um, Whereas I feel like so much fan fiction makes no connection to the source material that it has. Um, so I like that they keep coming back to this and doing it in kind of like a, yeah. and it, I'm, I, obviously this is like Rashomon where like everybody is taking it at their own perspective or whatever. But I like the fact that she keeps looping it back into the things that have already been brought up. Yeah, that's one of your biggest pet peeves. Yes. Is that when they don't, have any, like, connection to the source material, whatever. Yeah, drives me nuts. At that point, I don't know why you wouldn't just write a story about Your two guys. characters or whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 yeah, I don't get it. Oh, actually, uh, important to note, um, Gollum is actually the one who tries to, he suggests to the Balrog that he try again with Gandalf. Um, <laughs> That's right, And that they yes. try and work it I out. I did, I did like uh, that And lot. obviously things don't go well. Uh, Gollum, always the romantic. Yes. <laughs> uh. The next person is... Arwen, which I was surprised to hear uh, her perspective. So it actually starts off with Aragorn breaking up with her. Or no, no, he breaks up. She breaks up with Aragorn. That was it. Um, So it starts with Arwen breaking up with Aragorn because of some some, some fascinations he has that she's like, that's a little weird. He keeps trying to get me to to try on a curly wig and stand on my knees walk on my knees yeah what (laughs) and then later on she sees the hobbits and she's like oh that makes sense he's a pervy hobbit fancier and then she eventually gets bored and kind of just like yeah she uh after she breaks up she goes to find aragorn i guess and like follow him um, and this was my earlier you said like you had a favorite line. This was my favorite line. It made me I'm laugh a, big a lot. Fan <laughs> of obvious puns where you see oh, them coming a mile away and then they smack you in the face. Um, uh, and this is one of those. Yeah. Day fifteen went all the way to the gap of Rohan, only to find there is no gap in <laughs> Rohan. Not even a banana republic. False advertising. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I don't know why that one. Uh, I like actually for most of this, I would like chuckle or do a nice, you know, exhale through nose like a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this was one where I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> I really think there's something to be said for a pun that goes for no sort of subterfuge. Like it had <laughs> where no- it's just the most obvious, dumbest joke. And that's, I feel like that's what that is. I like it a lot. There's not even a gap in Rohan. No. (laughs) Um, And then, yes, of course, she, uh, as we learned in Gimli's entry, 
Arwen sleeps with Gimli and decides that she's going to swear off men and go to dwarves. <laughs> um, the next entry is Elrond. We find out that he used to date Isildur, and then they got in a fight about a, a piece of jewelry. Weird. Um, he calls <laughs> what jewelry the- do you think that could have been? <laughs> he calls the council meetings. He's like, I'm going to name them after me, and they're going to be the <laughs> raddest parties. So all of the council of Elrond meetings, he calls them parties, and then he'll be like, oh my god, lamest party ever. All they wanted to do is talk about a ring. He is also very aware of um, the Sam bathing Frodo situation and the <laughs> strawberry soap situation. Sam bathing Frodo situation does sound like an indie band <laughs> name. <laughs> we find out he stole Sauron's disco ball. <laughs> um, and he is hitting on Pippin, I believe, at some points or or towards the end of their stay in Rivendell. But it very much gives the vibes of somewhat of like a leader who like somehow got tricked into like being the king or whatever. And it's like, "Uh, I don't want to be king. I just want to have parties. Like (laughs) Day 20,072. Or maybe it's 200,072. I don't remember. I think she has Uh, the commas. She has the comma. The comma is not placed in the correct spot on. See, I thought the I put the entry. comma in, but I think I put the comma in at the wrong spot. And then but. the rest of the entry, she doesn't have any commas at all. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of numbers. Some <laughs> someday between some twenty thousand and two hundred thousand. Refuse to let Arwen attend Council of Elrond, as if she does, she will certainly notice I have borrowed her tiara. Tiara looks better on me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, and you know, I remind everyone, Elrond has also been trying on Arwen's dresses. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention it. In Arwen's entry, she's like, someone's been trying on my dresses again. Uh, There really is a lot of that loop backing, which again, I I think that's that's a benefit of this kind of format. It's cool that way, but... Me as a reader, I still enjoy seeing the little the little references back to things that have already been said. Yeah. The next entry, I think this is the last entry for the Fellowship of the Ring Diaries. Yeah, it is. This is Sauron, our homeboy. Um, it's giving me like incompetent boss vibes. <laughs> kind of like not quite the energy of Michael Scott, but maybe a little yeah. bit. Some some definite Peter Principle going on here. Yeah. Like, oh God, how did I get here? In the beginning, we do get hints of that dirty weekend between Sauron and Elrond. Um, and Sauron mocks Elrond with the color purple by saying it's not his color. And then we see from his side of the story meeting Saruman. Um, and then much like Saruman, he also tunes into the Palantir to watch the Fellowship. In particular, there's this entry that is really dumb. But it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> I mean, that's the essence of crack pick, so. Yeah. Day six. is not that being defeated by Last Alliance is so bad. It's not even that being reduced to a disembodied eyeball is so bad. Although Visine would be a comfort. But whose bright idea was it to slice onions in here? Later. Blast those orcs and their fondness for onion dip have taken their disco ball away. God, it's fun to be evil. (laughs) Uh, So just the idea of orcs down there having a party and they're making onion dip. 
<laughs> and he takes away their disco ball. Day 3,013. Tried to ask Saruman over for dinner, but lost nerve at last moment and said some idiotic thing about building an army instead. <laughs> Day 3,016. Wonder if Saruman becoming somewhat deaf? Told him I was hoping we could delineate boundaries of relationship. Instead, he defoliated Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love the the concept that like what happens between like Sa- like Saruman turning and Sauron yeah. is all just like a case of miscommunication. It's all just a bunch of awkwardness. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it is Sauron fantastic. is really awkward at dating. Yeah, <laughs> there are three entries for the two towers. There are Aragorn, Theoden, and Legolas. Um, Aragorn's still has that same energy from the first entry, of course. He, however, seems a lot more jealous and bitter about the fact that, you know, still not king yet. And then, of course, they run into Theoden. And he's like, Theoden's the king. And he was all, are you the king yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> he uh, tries to sneak out the side door of Helm's Deep. <laughs> he's like, I wonder if there's a back door here somewhere. Um, and towards the end, he gets a postcard from Faramir thanking him for the hobbits. Uh, and he seems pretty mad about that. Day seven. Suspect Eowyn fancies me. Cannot blame her as stubble so manly is turning even self on. Day 12. Triumphant return to Helm's Deep. Got hugged by Gimli as if I needed to be reminded that he is belt buckle height yet again. <laughs> Necklace returned to me by Legolas. Yay! He muttered something in Elvish that could have been, you're late, or could have been, throw me down and shag me rotten. (laughs) Not entirely sure which. Must brush up on Elvish, as do not wish to presume. Still not king, but too busy keeping up men's morale to brood. Upcoming battle should be a piece of cake, really. (laughs) So they do, of course, go to Edoras. And we get to see Theoden's perspective in his entry. He sends for a minion. He uses the 90-minute minion services in Isengard, (laughs) guaranteed to get a free orc if not delivered within 90 minutes. Of course, Wormtongue comes, and he's like, weird, I'm getting this interesting makeover, and I'm getting older. (laughs) Not sure if I'm into it. And then he's like, no, I think I am into it. Yeah, Everyone shows up in Edoras. They save him. Um, when they show up, he says, brought along three boy toys of various varying sizes. <laughs> the tiny hairy newt, pretty boy elf, and unshaven tramp. <laughs> and then he seems just kind of clueless a little bit in in Ed- in uh, Helm's Deep. Um, I loved the, where's the horse and the rider? No, seriously, where are they? That was my favorite horse. <laughs> Day 16. Heroic self-sacrificing death scene ruined by a ru- a ruval. <laughs> by arrival of Gandalf and still insufferable Eomir. Why did Gandalf wait until dawn to arrive? Suspect he would be most attractively backlit while riding downhill. <laughs> Drama queen. Have gotten revenge on him by telling all my men Gandalf is wearing fishnuts under his white robe. First one who snaps his garter gets to snog Legolas. Who wields the flame of Arnor now, you Ponzi tosser? <laughs> Ponzi tosser. Um, and also the idea of Gandalf in fishnets is not fishnets a new concept because there are a lot of 
cosplayers who do uh, like a sexy Gandalf look. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Who yeah. knows what's under there? Not me. <laughs> and then our last entry. It's so sad that it stopped here because I would have loved to read so many of the other characters. I wonder if... Um, she would have done like Shelob the spider and reading <laughs> Denethor's entry. God, I would love to read Shelob's entry so hard. That would have been so great. Um, so the last entry is another Legolas one. When they're chasing after the hobbits, he's very much enjoying himself. The entries are like, wee, yay, we're running. <laughs> um, he's still, of course, very concerned with being the prettiest. He's like, is Gimli looking at my butt? <laughs> Um, and is very annoyed when they arrive in Edoras and find Eowyn. Day 15, arrived in Edoras, V upset. Suspect Eowyn may be prettier than me. <laughs> Most unexpected, as always thought shield maidens were more hefty pear-shaped types. Not the prettiest, V bitter. <laughs> um, and then at Helm's Deep, he's like, yeah, there's a battle, but Eowyn's in a cave, so screw her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the prettiest still. And then uh, there's the interaction from his perspective that he has with Aragorn. Day 29. Aragorn back, apparently, taking Hedder off a cliff, not as deadly as one would have thought. Told him to throw me down and shag me senseless. But he just clapped me on the shoulder in a manly fashion and said, yeah, I can get a little chapped sometimes, but just put some lotion on my <laughs> Which is ridiculous, but also he, in his entry, he thought he said, you're late or throw me down and shag me rotten. And mm -hmm. that is not a response to you're late. No, it's really not. <laughs> that's what I just scrolled up to make sure that I wasn't missing something. But yeah, that's not a, a good response to that. Yep. And then at the end of the battle, when Faramir's postcard arrives, Legolas is like, Aragorn looks really upset. <laughs> and that's the end of the very secret diaries by Cassandra Clare. Um, again, we only read some excerpts, so I highly recommend going and checking it out for yourself if any of those sounded entertaining. Yeah, go look at them. They're pretty good. It won't take you super long to read them either. Um, and if you if you know the source material, there's some there's some cool stuff in there for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on and reading this really silly but amazing piece of fan fiction iconic piece of fan fiction yeah absolutely <laughs> where can people find you on the internet and what would you like to share with our audience uh you can find our podcast it is called slash and burn you can just search for slash and burn but technically the full name is slash and burn colon a gross journey through fan fiction we've been doing this for a long time <laughs> uh, way long but yeah no check us out if you like fan fiction or you like uh gross or even if you don't like any of those things but you just yeah i don't like any of those things yeah, and no, i still do our um but that's the thing that we do um but thank you very much mary for having us on this was a lot of fun um and yeah uh i, I wish you luck with the silmarillion thanks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBE. If you want to learn more about the network, you can go to WBE.org where you will find all of our shows like Perspective Z. The cover is by Vaishon Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishon Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TolkienAboutPod. I especially recommend following Twitter because that seems to be where 
the reactions and responses of Rings of Power news is really happening for me. I try to share on Instagram, but Twitter is really where I'm sharing my first thoughts and reactions. So if you're interested in that, definitely follow at TolkienAboutPod. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsUp and Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash TolkienAboutPod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. You can become a sponsor of the podcast like Irina. Irina, thank you so much for your support of the podcast. I love that you like this podcast and me enough to give your support, and I appreciate you being a part of our Discord server. So thank you very much. There's nothing you need to do to prepare for next week's episode because it is on memes. I mean, you can prepare if you want, you know, just go Google search Lord of the Rings memes if you want. Um, But you probably already know a lot of what we're going to talk about. And even if you don't, it's still really fun to listen to. I had a great time recording that episode. So I'm excited for you guys to hear us discuss memes next week. Well, thank you again both for coming on. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Don't end it like you end our podcast. Uh, I was gonna say yeah. I was gonna I was gonna give the sign off from our podcast, but that's inappropriate. Yeah, in, inappropriate. Everybody, you do you. Do whatever <laughs> you need to do to get through the day. We're all just trying to keep on keeping on. Don't feel bad if you need to have a drink or sleep or whatever. <laughs> Self-care is important. Self-care is There we important. go. And that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm.